Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Drum Network podcast. I'm senior reporter for the Drum, Chris Sutcliffe. And this time we're asking, amid recession uncertainty, what will lead agencies through 2023? So I don't need to tell anybody either on the panel or who's listening that the world seems to have been in constant crisis for about... I don't know, the, half the length of our lives um, with the pandemic, with war, supply chain issues, inflation, and now, of course, heading into a recession. This episode, I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by three fantastic guests who are going to tell us how that's impacting agencies, their relationship with clients and brands, and of course, the consumers who make it all possible. And so I would like to go through and just ask my guests to introduce themselves. Mike, could we start with you, please? Hi, my name is Mike White, and I'm the CEO of Lively Worldwide. We are a creative innovation agency specializing in brand experience, content, and digital. Fantastic. And Sophie? Hi, I'm Sophie Lean. I am the head of strategy at MNC Saatchi London. And we're a creative agency who work with brands, governments, charities to help them with their communication challenges. Perfect. And Roberto? Hi, I'm Rob from GreenGen, uh, co-founder of GreenGen, and um, we basically were a tech startup uh, uh, based out in London that connects uh, relevant consumers uh, with uh, with brands, and we basically do it through a technology that uh, um, plugs into any media and uh, and drives consumers uh, from media, digital media, offline media to in-store purchase uh, and we measure everything throughout the the process so sophie if we could start with you obviously agencies of all sizes have had to face numerous crises over the past couple of years and 2023 looks like it's going to be well no different unfortunately so from what you've seen are agencies in a good position to face the chill of a cost of living crisis sorry to start with such a cheery question (laughs) yeah so 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 happy and cheery Um, (laughs) no i think they are because we like uh, it sound that sounds macabre. We don't obviously like cost of living, but we do like we do like difficult circumstances. We do like knotty problems, and we do like trying to figure out how to solve them and, and find the way through. So it, it's always going to come back to um, having a good understanding of what's going on, but then also creativity to try and find the sort of interesting, disruptive ways to overcome those challenges. And I think agencies are in a great position to to do that and offer that objectivity of being an outside force for, for an organization. I think that's fascinating. The description, obviously, it's it's accurate of agencies as this kind of outside force. But from what we've heard from uh, agencies who we talk to daily at the drum, there is almost a, a sense of, to your point, not excitement, but almost kind of a, an energy there about actually tackling the set of challenges. So, Mike, from what you've seen, how, I suppose, ready are agencies of various sizes, various different sectors to actually deal with this? Um, uh, hopefully very ready. I think the... The pandemic taught us a lot. Um, you know, we we kind of, you know, I, I know a lot of we play, you know, marketing bingo, don't we? And there's lots of buzzwords, but I'm a I'm a firm believer, and I wrote it into Lively's business strategy when we set up in 2017 that we had uh, we should always consider pivoting every two years. Um, you know, the world is rapidly changing on a daily basis, both positive and negative, and so. You know, it's it's the role of an agency, I've always believed, to kind of stay one step ahead of the clients because they look to us, just like Sophie said, as an outside force. 
of inspiration and kind of future focused. So, and and that's, you know, some of us, I think we're better prepared for the pandemic than others because, you know, for instance, our, our whole proposition was, you know, we're a brand experience agency, but we operate physically and digitally. So the world of virtual, we've been in for kind of two years. A lot of agencies obviously learned the hard way that they needed to pivot quickly. And I and I think that was that's a big thing for, that we've been discussing or I've been discussing with a lot of business owners is it's like, you know, you have to stay real agile and really future focused so you're ready to be able to give the clients what they need for the time. And And you're right. It's like we're hopefully we're all in this for the creativity and everybody loves a bit of a challenge, don't they? So I think, yeah, we're, we're a bit weird agency people because <laughs> that's why we're in agencies. You know, it, it's like we like a challenge uh, and it kind of motivates us all in some weird, sick way. <laughs> <laughs> I was, well, I was going to say very diplomatic, and <laughs> but then at the end, yeah, sort of went more into kind of the perverse side of things. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what Mike was saying about um, pivoting quickly, we we use a sort of version of the phrase, um, strong views, lightly held. So we, we do that with our yeah. planning for clients as well, that you absolutely look really long term. So two, three year plan and have that really set in stone about where you're aiming for. But but hold that quite lightly so that if you then need to change tact on a regular basis, you can. But you always have that second eye on the future and the long term so that you don't just become very reactive and constantly changing and have no kind of future direction. And so Rob, I saw you nodding along there to to some of the points that both Mike and Sophie were making. What is it that you've seen in terms of preparedness from agencies? Yeah, I I think, Chris, this is, uh, those are all great points because to Mike's point, uh, I think in the the past few years, uh, there have been, to say the least, a period of content Constant adjustment to the new context, and and it was uh, it's been a context that has been evolving very very fast uh, and in many different in many different ways. Particularly twenty twenty two, what a year, right? It's like uh, uh, I think I think many agencies and partners are, are, as well are in a are in a strong um, strategic uh, position to to face this uh, this uh, this mm. 2020, 2023. I think I, I like what um, also Sophie said about the external the external force because I think of course giving that uh, strength also to the brand partners uh, given by the fact that uh, you work on many different projects uh, looking at the future with many different brand partners and you can really be that overview on the world on what's happening and what will happen in the future is a very strong point especially in these times that are a little bit uh, uh, challenging for the for the brands and i think the other great things that we've seen in the last period is the level of collaboration as also been increased, uh, increasing dramatically. So I think everyone realized that it's it's better to work with specialized partners mm. rather than building things internally. And it's more more effective to to reach your your own goals as a as a as a both as a brand and and, and as an agency. And also, some, there are some of course there are some strong strong times also. Uh, highlight strong trends and uh, the strong trends uh, 
are, of course, are potentially some interesting opportunities for both the brands and um, and uh, agencies as well. You've all flagged a couple of different strengths there, and I love the idea that we can act as holistic agents, you know, taking a look back based on our own lived experience to advise brands. I wondered then, based on what you've said, what skills are we seeing agencies flex or develop in on behalf of their brand partners and their you know their their clients well three three things from our perspective and we've covered one of them agility efficiency and collaboration i think are kind of the ones that that we carry forward like we just talked about this bit this understanding that you have to be agile for your clients not reactive but be a, you know the soft hand approach is is the perfect summary of that you know, we've got to be fully aware that, unfortunately, money is tight um, because of numerous reasons. And so we've got to really, you know, relook at how we bill our clients to be as efficient as mm. possible while still obviously maintaining a profit. Um, and then and then this collaboration, you know, everybody has talked about collaboration for decades now but i again i truly believe the pandemic's the only time that we actually all truly started to collaborate you know it was brilliant seeing like from client side you know digital departments actually talking to event departments for the first time in in decades <laughs> which sounds mad but you know i believe it's true and and also internally you know our teams have become a lot more kind of collaborative in their nature of kind of sharing skills and and kind of you know uh, getting involved in projects and really kind of you know uh, collaborating with clients as well because clients are wanting to do more things as for themselves as well so the, the kind of model's evolving. So I wonder then to what extent do we think that this is not the development of new skills because obviously everything you've spoken about have been skills that have been foundational to agencies but they've almost lain nascent and now that there is you know the opportunity to go out and talk to clients these are kind of you know new muscles on old limbs if you if you see what i mean and we're actually flexing empathy communication and collaboration with with clients sophie is it fair to say that these are skills we've already had we've just learned to use them in new ways yeah i don't i don't think necessarily it's doing completely new things um we one of the things that we talk a lot about well it's a phrase i i have a a five-year-old and a two-year-old so a phrase we use a lot in our house is listening ears and we tell our because <laughs> they forget that they have ears and what they're supposed to be used for oh my god i'm gonna um, start using that yeah. on this podcast all the time <laughs> yeah so we but i think and, and as strategists like that is part that's a huge part of our dna what we've always been about you know listening to people and making sure we're understanding how people feel but we are doing even more of that i think like you say, it's not new, but it's just and and kind of doing it in a different way. So one of the things we're doing on top of, you know, general insight and research is we've got this new panel that we it's called On The Money. So it's like a daily uh, WhatsApp of people around, the, around Britain asking them, OK, how are they feeling that on that day? What are they spending their money on? What are they not spending it on? What have they seen that worries them? Um, just to get real, yeah, that real insight and real closeness and, and really listen to how people are feeling and get that kind of, yeah, more real feedback. 
Um, but not, but that's not a new thing. It's just a new way, I guess, of of doing it. Just off the back of another recording, and that specifically was talking about how brands are responding to cost of living crisis. But obviously, agencies play an integral part in actually advising them how to do that. So. Mike mentioned their kind of flexibility in terms of uh, speaking about budgets and, and money and finances. People on the previous podcast were talking about creativity and actually making sure that we're talking to people in an empathetic and understanding way. Yeah, I think, Chris, to also again, to to Sobi's point, listening is, is a great part. And I would add, of course, uh, measuring, 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 because, of course, uh, that can help put the numbers together of what... You, you hear from the consumers in this case uh, what their needs are and then measuring how their their actions and behaviors actually uh, happen um, once once they engage with the with the with the media right so, so helping the brands understand uh, how effective uh, their media is 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 key once once you've uh, collected all the information that you need from the consumers and you've you've created a, a piece of a uh, uh, campaign that is is relevant to the audience that want to be targeted is then measuring the actual behavior from that uh, uh, target audience uh, and i think that's that's more and more important for for brands of course um budgets are there but as we call as we call them sometimes they are shy budgets they need a bit of a nudge and they need a bit of a reassuring that what is spent is actually going to get uh, to certain results and the roi and the effectiveness of what is done is is very is very clear in that sense so i think this is more and more import, important for the for the brands and for the agencies uh, in order to connect those uh, uh, consumers with the with the brands that's fascinating. And thank you for bringing up shy budgets. So we've had listening ears and shy budgets. So that's fantastic. Uh, Mike, obviously, when we're talking about agencies and the responsibilities to clients, we can't talk about that without talking about the conversations that you have with them. So from Lively's point of view, have the conversations changed at all? Or has this kind of perma crisis meant that we are having the, the, the same conversations that we've had for years? Well, it goes back to that kind of collaboration point. We, you know, we've, we went through that like real agility need during the pandemic to then, you know, I think most of us had had an interesting 2022 where briefs and things started to come back, but then suddenly, you know, the, the doom and gloom of the recession has kicked in. So yeah. what we're seeing a lot of now is, you know, we're, we're almost trying to like, you know, I had a conversation with a client at the start of the year saying, look, you know, rather than us wait for the RFPs and get excited about when the next big budget is going to appear, what we've started doing is actually kind of helping the client pinpoint their challenges and actually come up with solution-based offerings. So, you know, how can, how can we actually help them streamline and become more efficient? Um, and also, you know, it, it's one of the, but, you know, the dif differentiators for us is I think agencies are starting to, well, two things. One, evolve some new skill sets. Mm. So, you know, Lively's, one of our core offerings is the technology and, uh, you know, really showing clients we know how to actually use technology, you know, to, to connect with audiences um, because, you know, it, it can be, well, God, if you look what's just happening, you know, everybody talking about NFTs or the metaverse and jumping onto the next bandwagon, we've been more 
I suppose, critical of trying to help them find the right solutions for the right time rather than jumping on the, the PR opportunity of being the first in the metaverse and, and nobody actually attending your event. <laughs> so, um, but also then the final one, which I had a really good conversation with um, the founder, Rania Robinson, who's president of, I think it's pronounced Wackle, and uh, but she's also you know, CEO of Quiet Storm. And we had a great conversation because we, we've known each other for 20 years and it's about helping age clients actually get back to the basics again as well. Like you said, we said earlier, those old skills. It's like, you know, what's your purpose? Not your social purpose, but what's your actual purpose and how best to just get back to long-term marketing mm-hmm. with purpose-driven, not social purpose, uh, campaigns. And that was so refreshing to hear because a, a lot it does feel like like the last four years have been really reactive in a way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a way that's very understandable, but yeah, I think you're completely right. Yeah. And it chimes with what a lot of what we're hearing uh, in the drum network inbox as well. So that's right. great to hear that there is consistency there. Um, obviously one of the things that we can't, fail to address is the fact that obviously our employees are just as subject to the cost of living crisis as any of the consumers. And I know that my editor, well, the Drum Network's editor, Sam, wants to know what it is that agencies are doing to ensure that they're having conversations around potential issues with their employees. So if you're nodding along there, is there anything that you've seen, you know, either yourself or other agencies doing to ensure that we're not just taking our employees for granted during this time? Uh, yeah, or anytime, hopefully. Oh, or anytime. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think, well, our, our thing is to have an ongoing commitment to, to everyone who works here. So part of that was making sure we always are really conscious that we're the right size and shape for what we need moving forward so that we can really commit to every single person in the building with, you know, long-term plans and progression um, but then we also have more personally uh, employer-led networks. So mm. our, our sort of proud network for LGBTQ+, our parent network, to try and understand the nuances of how these things affect those different groups of people and, and what more we can be doing. And stuff comes out of that. What I mean, one of the ones that was holistic, we have, so I talked before this started to you about Together Days, which is yeah. our days we have free breakfast and lunch for all employees on those days so healthy vegan friendly lunch and breakfast um which came out of some of that listening to what people want and what where they feel they can have extra help but also from more specifically like from the parent network obviously childcare and how we can support there so our initiative with bright horizons for sort of free emergency days which mm. is just great when you're sort of in that position where you need something and childcare is so expensive, it's it's a huge weight off your mind to have that option. So I think it's, yeah, you're right. It's about understanding how it affects different people differently and, and where the help would be most needed. Nice. Rob, you were nodding along to all of that. Was it a recognition that childcare is insanely yeah. expensive or just a you know, <laughs> desire for those breakfast and lunches? <laughs> that's that's for sure. That's for sure. No, I think all these, all these activities and what that's, also, what we do at Gringen, it creates sense that sense of community and that sense of belonging and purpose that is is important, especially during during this period. But in general, uh, hopefully, it won't just be for 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 this uh, for this period. But it will be something that, if every agency and brand has improved on that side, uh, that's a great opportunity for the long term future. So, creating those events. Uh, 
team charity events, invest in the team training, because there's there's nothing better for a member of the team at this stage to to see how the company is actually investing in their growth. That was showing that it's not just about 2022, 2023, of course, they're challenging years for everyone, mm. but it's, you know, there is the light be, be, beyond and there's a constant growth on uh, each side and of the, of the company and for each individual of the company. Then, of course, mental health is another mm-hmm. crazy important uh, uh, issue uh, with before COVID and with COVID even more. So having those uh, those champions within the team that are there to support everyone uh, in the team. Uh, or, I mean, yes, there was Blue Monday. Luckily, we're getting to a better side of the year. But uh, I think uh, I think it's important to spread that awareness and to show that it's normal to not feel normal in mm-hmm. in any given moment. Uh, and uh, and that's uh, investing on that uh, um, and putting the people. Uh, together to work on that that's uh, that's uh, pretty powerful as well oh, 100% and Mike based on what Sophie and Rob have said there to what extent do you think that, uh, in fact I'm going to flip a question that I asked at the start how ready do you think agencies in the UK are now to cater to kind of the individual needs during a cost of living crisis so not in terms of how we're talking about brands and clients but in terms about how we're talking about our own employees um I would hope really well, mm. because like you said, we've said, um, I hate to be the one that's continually referencing the pandemic, but <laughs> we learned so much during that period. And and I kind of, um, I agree with everything that's been said, but you know, I keep it as simple as it's about communication and well-being, which kind of crosses over with both uh, um, what's been said already, because yeah, we've all learned to be a lot more self-aware mm. of as agency owners of the people within our business, you know, with, you know, everything from diversity to, you know, to mental health is at the top of all of our agendas now. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, getting working moms back into business and, and things like that. Um the working from home thing and the hybrid model has, I think, really helped everybody. But you've got to always continually remember that it's not fit for purpose for everybody. So mm. you've got to offer that, especially from a cultural point of view. Yeah, you've got to be able to meet regularly. You've got to have face to face and things like that. And then, uh, and then, yeah, constant communication. I think all agencies have become a lot more transparent with their employees which I think helps a lot with the fear factor of, of it's like, you know, we'll take you on the same journey we're going on. We're not going to have discussions behind private walls and then surprise you all with kind of good news or bad news. Mm. Um, and, and that is something that we get a lot of feedback from our staff is they just feel so much more part of a business. And that forms that, that feeds the culture, doesn't it? Is we're going on the same journey, good or bad. Um, and yeah, the recession is is is, you know, is at the top of everybody's lists. Um, yes, yeah, certainly. So yeah, yeah, it's it's peaks and troughs, ups and downs. We're all on that same roller coaster. And actually, yeah. all three of your answers have really. I mean, they've they've cheered me up. They've made me feel a lot more optimistic about our own industry. <laughs> but moving on to what is going to be the final question, and probably will be one of the biggest questions, is 
How optimistic are you all about agencies' role within the marketing industry and the marketing industry's ability to make a genuine difference to the brands with whom we work and also the public on whose behalf we talk to them? So, um, I think my business partner asked me the same question yesterday, but I'll let somebody else go first. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. So, Rob, we'll start with you. How optimistic do you feel um, going into kind of 2023 that the marketing industry is going to make a, a real difference, a tangible difference to people's lives? I think, Chris, having having that, as we said at the beginning, that overview on the market and that multiple experience uh, uh, with uh, with multiple brands and consumers, uh, and having that listening part uh, that is key to understand both the brand partners and the consumers, uh, agencies are definitely in the best position actually to be a force mm. for good uh, for brands to get back to growth uh, and consumers to find their favorite products uh, that are really a great fit for for the future of their uh, personal lifestyle that is is as we know is evolving very fast so i think there is uh, there is a great opportunity there and underst- understanding really the needs will will We'll do the rest because that's uh, that's where, what we are all there for. And if we work together in the right way, that's uh, we can unlock a great potential, help that shy budget uh, thrive, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, being effective and um, accountable. That's uh, that's uh, another important uh, thing that we we're all working towards. Too. I love that, um, and, and Sophie. Rob just there spoke about being kind of uh, uh, a force for good there. And obviously you were talking about agencies being a, a kind of an outside force before. Do you think that agency is going to act as a, a catalyst for kind of positive change over the next year? Yeah, definitely. I, I'm lucky to work at an agency that maybe quite uniquely does a lot of work across government departments and has quite a, a holistic overview of everything from education skills to work and pensions to health um so you know stuff that really really does impact on people's lives and how they're living through uh this crisis so i feel incredibly yeah lucky and positive about the the impact that we can have that will really 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 make a difference to how people do it so for example you know working with the nhs much mm. loved under a lot of pressure um a big part of what we're doing is helping to to triage people to the most effective places so through our latest 111 campaign it's all about you know where should you be going should you be going to any should you like, let's make sure that that process is as efficient and effective for the nhs as possible so yeah really yeah really uniquely i think we are able to make a difference but also for brands of course who need that same sort of expertise um well, I mean, you flagged the the NHS there. It's hard to think of a more tangible example of of, of actually making a difference there through marketing comms. Uh, that's that's absolutely fantastic. And and Mike, you're going to have the final word on this topic. So, how optimistic are you personally? Not just about <laughs> not just about sort of your own work, but about the the market holistically in terms of actually coming through this in a way that we can look back and say, actually, we're we're genuinely proud of the work we did. We weren't protectionist unless that was you know beneficial. We actually took. Um, took a, a kind of forward-facing approach to this yeah uh, well like i said earlier my business partner asked me the same question yesterday and um and i suppose as ceo i'm very optimistic i you know we are 
we're in the world of communication. And it's funny, Chris, you said, oh, you know, I'm talking we, but you are a media partner for all of us. And so, you know, it's our role as brands and agencies to communicate to everybody, like solutions, inspiration, even just some fun. Um, And, you know, that's really important. And also, you know, let's not forget that, uh, you know, there are plenty of entrepreneurial brands out there that are developing things for these changing times. So there's 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 new opportunities where where there are other companies probably haven't learned the art of pivoting and are being affected. There are new companies, you know, forming all of the time that do see new opportunities. So so yeah, I'm you know uh, I'm I'm very optimistic. <laughs> it's you know considering that I I put the most depressing possible pitch across to the, the three of you at the start. You've really sort of come out of this with a much more optimistic uh, set of answers than I expected. So I'm delighted that we've managed to get you on to chat about this. Uh, unfortunately, we are coming That's up to the fun. end of the, the podcast. Um, you know, we'll have to get you back on just to lift my mood, if nothing else, in the near future. But uh, as we before we go, I wondered could we go round and maybe say to the audience where they could find you if they want a, a little touch of that optimism or to talk to you about any work or even just to bend your ear about some of the things that they've uh, they've heard on this week's episode. So, Mike, could you tell us where's the best place for them to reach you, please? Uh, if you want to reach me personally, uh, LinkedIn's a really good, uh, good place. We spend a lot of time on there uh, with our own content. And, you know, I, I think hopefully in a positive way, I'm quite vocal via LinkedIn. Um, we've got our website, which is lively.agency. Um, but we also have our own, one of the things we've built and created is our own platform that is, you know, purely focused on future folk, you know, how the world of marketing and creativity is evolving, uh, in the future, um, to, like I said, to try and paint a very optimistic view of, of what's happening. So, yeah. Google me. <laughs> nice. And and Sophie, where's the best place for the people to reach out to you? Uh yeah, likewise, uh on LinkedIn. Yeah, please do. Please do get in touch um if you want to chat at all. Amazing. And Rob. Yeah, LinkedIn, of course, both personally and uh Scringen and of course Gringen.com as well. And uh we we also run some events with brands and agencies. So whoever wants to join it's always a great opportunity to reflect on the on new trends and challenges and uh, find new solutions together perfect well for the listeners um names and job descriptions are going to be in the episode uh description so please don't feel like you have to search randomly until you find them it will all be there but also please do stick around go to the drum.com where we write about all aspects of the media and marketing daily whether that be as optimistic as this podcast or maybe let's say a little bit more <laughs> a little bit more pessimistic sometimes but yeah please do go to the drum.com and hopefully we'll see you on next week's episode of the drum Network podcast as well but for now thank you so much mike Sophia and Rob that's been absolutely fantastic thanks thanks Chris. thank you very much thanks guys